Welcome to Podcast, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, we're working our way through. Actually, we have worked our way through this lovely book of Mary O'Malley's What's in the Way is the Way. And today I want to present highlights and a summary, if you're willing. So last week, Reverend Marilyn talked about the four tools of awakening. She covered essential methods for waking up to life's possibilities. And the theme throughout this book has been the idea that oftentimes uh, we fall into a pattern of being asleep, of uh, just going through the motions of our lives and not really living intentionally. And so this series really is focused on the idea of what can we do to wake up? What can we do to live more on purpose? Today, we're going to close out this series with what Mary O'Malley calls the four let's. So there are four ways that we can let or allow ourselves to experience more of life's pleasures, life's goodness, through our ability to live in the present moment. But first, I want to put some context around really the whole book. The overall book might seem to promise that we're headed towards and will someday magically end up in this position called enlightenment. And I know it's the promise of many of the world's religions, it's the promise of all yoga masters that, that somehow, you know, one day we'll wake up and be at one with the universe. And certainly, most of us have experienced that one time or another, right? We have had that moment of at oneness, often out in nature, uh, occasionally on a Sunday morning, uh, but that sense of I am one with everything. But I do want to mention that I think this is more of a journey than a destination. If we're really thinking that one day suddenly our consciousness will be cleared up or, or after one happening or, or one course of meditation or if I go to that silent retreat for three weeks, certainly I will be at one permanently after that. I want to counsel you that really We Americans are so driven to see the end of the journey that we forget the journey itself. I think we're we're actually raised with the idea of what is my goal? What's that that final picture look like? What what will I be when? And and sometimes we break it into smaller chunks, right? Well, I'll, I'll be more free. I'll be able to explore my life better when I'm retired, or 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 I'll finally feel the the love of the universe when I settle down with that special someone. We 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 see that picture of what it will be like when. And we forget that every minute of every day we're on a journey. And if we're holding out for for the end, (laughs) I got news for you. It may or may not come at all in the way that we anticipate it. But what I do know is that we have every single day on the journey that we can have fun, that we can enjoy our life, that we can pay attention to the blessings that are there. And so, so part of this book, you know, may be oriented with that idea of my life is going to be in that meadow of infinite possibilities one day. But I'd like to suggest, no, we're always in that meadow of possibilities. And if we pay more attention to the journey 
and less intentions around somehow we think how it's going to work out someday. You know, when I retire, when the kids are finally out of school, when when my 401k is fully funded, when we finally can buy the house and stop renting, or whatever the whatever the vision is. So I've always been a big fan of the arts, and the two things that I love most are photography and music. And I look at it as the difference between a photo and a song. So a photo captures a unique time and space that's kind of frozen in a way. And uh, and the good news about it is you can capture it, right? It's right there in front of you. And in that respect, it does capture a certain period of time, frozen, often very beautiful. Uh, I'm working on actually that last part. Some of my photos aren't aren't quite so beautiful. You can see some of them on my Facebook page. But uh, but but it's static. It, it's a thing. Contrast that to music. Contrast that to the lovely songs that Lori have brought to us today. Music is a journey. Music involves you right here and now. It's not a picture of something that happened before. It's not an idea of how it might end up someday. A song takes you on that journey. It involves your your senses and your emotions way more directly. And I'm not knocking at all the, the more static arts. I'm just saying that you can't not be involved in music. And, and it is that essence of one note after another taking you on a journey. So what is the life that you want? Is it a picture forever frozen in time? Or is it an ongoing journey engaging the senses one moment at a time? Ultimately, of course, there's a balance here, right? It's not either or. Um, we do have to make plans for the future. We do have to make a progression as we move through life. But if that's our main goal, and I think for most Americans, we do tend to see that that idea of the destination, right? The when I retire, when I get married, when I finish school, when I whatever, as being some uh, breakthrough, some version of enlightenment, some some steps towards my freedom, if you will that we can miss out on the day today. Well, I normally promise you a joke, and instead today, I have a, a story, not without humor, uh, but supposedly a real story. The saintly Japanese Zen hermit, poet, calligrapher, and friend of children and benefactor to the poor, Rai Cohen, and he was born in 1758 and lived to 1831. He lived austerely and simply, in a little hut below a mountaintop. One evening, it has been said that a thief visited the hut only to find nothing to steal. So he went out into the night. Ray Cohen caught up with him and said, You have come such a long way to visit me, and you should not return empty-handed. Please take my clothes as a gift. The bewildered thief took the clothes and walked off. Rykoan sat naked, watching the glorious moon rising high above the tree line. Poor fellow, he mused. I only wish I could give him this. That's what I'd like to give you all. I'd like to give you all 
this, this precious moment in time, this ability to see the beauty that's going on in your life right now, the not, not the hope for some imagined future that may come about and may not come about, but this precious moment where so very, very much is lovely, is beautiful, is wonderful, is glorious. And whether you take delight in Lori's next song, whether you take inspiration from my words, what, whatever is going on for you, let you be present for it. So I do have some tips. Some of you are thinking, well, that was a short sermon. <laughs> and, 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 maybe, and maybe that should be the end, right? Uh, but I do have four short tips for being more in the present moment. And in the book, Mary O'Malley calls it the four lets. So first of all, the first let is just to let life. And I'll fall back on Mark Twain here. I, I wrote down one of my favorite Mark Twain quotes. He says, I've been through some terrible things in my life, a few of which actually happened. <laughs> when we just allow life it's normally good right most of the trouble that we experience in life it's our mind and our emotions just carried away it's us exaggerating the small slights it's us picking out the one or two negative things that are happening at the expense of the glory and the joy that's all around us so so one of the tips for being in the present moment is just knowing that it's okay that 99.9% .9 of your life is just going to be okay. So allow life, let life, just to take its normal course. And most likely, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's going to be okay. The second let is to let it be. And the idea of letting it be is just not to fight your circumstances. Have you ever thought about how much energy you spend fighting, usually mentally, occasionally physically, certainly emotionally, but fighting what's just happening around you? struggling with it, trying to make sense of it, trying to figure out how you could uh, not have it happen to you. And how often does that work out? Yeah. See, see there's the trouble. We try. We, we expend a lot of energy. Sometimes we'll even replay the past. Have you ever been in one of those mind trips where it's like, if only I would have said this, and if only I would have done that, and then she would have done this, and then he would have been better behaved. And It's like all that energy, and we're not changing a darn thing. So allow it just to be. Let it be. Let life just come at us. It's true, it won't always be pleasant. There will be uncomfortable moments. But I'm here to say the resistance to it, not apt to be successful. Not apt to actually be positive. And in the meantime, you've missed out on what? You've missed out on your life. You've worked at something that doesn't even exist at the expense of so much, so much beauty and love that's around you. The third let I think of as freedom from, and that's the idea of letting it go. 
There are so many it's in our life that we want to just hold on to the little resentments, the, the little slights that come at us, the little things that just bother us. For a while, I studied under an Indian guru, and he called them botherations, which I, I, I sort of like that term, botherations. And to him, they were the little hooks that are there almost as an annoyance trying to draw us in. The little negativities at life, the little things that you wish were different, the little things that if only this had happened or it just takes the edge off of the goodness of life. Can you let it go? Can you be okay with things not being some idealized version of the way you had hoped they would be? Here's where oftentimes we get into comparisons. You know, I've done whole sermons on the idea of comparisons being dangerous. But how often do we compare our lives to media influencers? How often do we compare our lives to what Madison Avenue thinks a person should look like or be like or the clothes they should wear or the homes that they should live in? How often do the little hooks of how maybe a marriage should be or, or what effective parenting looks like, how often do we let those little hooks diminish again the reality of our lives being so good, we focus in on the one or two little details that are out of whack, and we just miss the beauty that's there, the beautiful flowers that are here this Sunday, the lovely atmosphere of friendship that's here. We'll pick out that one thing and diminish our own love. Can we let it go? Can we let the botheration just slide? It was funny, I remember in one silent retreat, every time we were bothered by something, any time that something seemed less than, we were invited to write it on a yellow piece of paper and put it in a box that said botherations. Leave your troubles here. Leave your botherations here. Because they have no place in your life. They really will not help you. The last of the four lets might be the most difficult one, but it also points to freedom, not freedom from something, but freedom to something. And that is simply to let go. Let go into your own life. Let go into where you see yourself heading. Let go into that meadow of infinite possibility where you are enough. And your course of actions are enough. That place that's peaceful enough that you can take that inward journey and listen to that still small voice of spirit that's there to guide and direct, to provide you with whatever you need. Can you let go in that way just to be yourself? To not always be thinking of how I could be that's better or different or have different motivations or whatever it is. Can you just sense with kindness your own potential? The talk title today is The Song of the Heart, and I picked that for two reasons. First, you already heard my discussing the idea of song or music as being more about the journey and less about the destination. But the heart part of it, I think, is gentleness with yourself. We tend to be our worst critic. 
when we are finding those hooks, those things that we need to let go of, so often they revolve around the fact that we don't think we're a good enough person or we don't think we're a smart enough person or we don't think that we deserve the good life or we think that some of the things from our past uh, weigh us down like a boat anchor and that there's no moving forward. I'm here to say that that only exists in your mind. It's not reality. It's not how I see you, certainly. It's not how the world sees you unless you put out that vibe. How well do you like yourself? Uh, let, let's be bold. I, I do like myself fairly well. Who can raise their hand to liking themselves? Yeah. Now, I would like to say 100% of the people just held their hands up, and I'd be fibbing, right? There was about a third of you that were either like this, little, little baby, little doll hands, <laughs> and, uh, and another good helping of you that just looked at me kind of like, thanks a lot for asking me <laughs> to raise my hand. It's time to let go. It's time to let go. You are magnificent. You were born in the likeness of spirit itself. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing needs to be healed. Nothing needs to be repaired. Nothing needs to be augmented. As much as we like our superhero movies, you already have everything you need. You don't need to fly or levitate or have laser beams shooting out your eyes. Although it'd be fun for an afternoon. You, just the way you are, are magnificent. And with kindness and the ability to let go of your own sometimes torturous thoughts, you can feel that magnificence. Well, I want to close today with something simple. Are you willing to follow me along for just a moment and repeat after me? I am magnificent. Oh, now a third of you are still have the baby hands. <laughs> I know, and a couple of you are still giving me the look. Like, this is really uncomfortable. Let's try it one more time. I am magnificent. Just the way I am. Just the way I am. I am magnificent just the way that I am. I am magnificent just the way I am. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one joy. There is only this one thing. I, I call it spirit. You might call it by some other name. It's okay. It doesn't care what we call it. But there is only this one thing, full of love, full of life, full of joy, full of everything that we could ever wish in our own hearts, that abundance of all things is present in it. And what I know about it is that it is beneficial. It is here always for our good. God is good. And it provides the good life as we can accept it. And so on this day, I claim for myself that that magnificence 
that is in God is also in me. That joy that is in God is also in me. And that I am awake, that I am paying attention and noticing life as it's happening right now in its 99% of perfection. I'm willing to let go of the things that don't seem quite so perfect. Willing to let go of the little annoyances and hooks and willing to embrace, willing to let in that meadow of infinite potential that is my life. And as it is true for me, I know it is true without question for everyone. Each of us has that power. Each of us is magnificent. Each of us made in the image and likeness of spirit itself, full of love, full of joy, full of peace, full of goodness. This is the reality for each one of us. And for this I give thanks, for this I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. What a blessing to have you with us. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.